This is Shop Talk, our weekly discussion of journalism issues. I'm Rich Egger. I'm Will Buss. And I'm Pamela Peters. Well, uh, August 20th, a couple weeks ago, we don't want to let this get too far in the rearview mirror, but it was a National Radio Day. The National Day calendar uh, says it's a day to recognize the great invention of radio. I'm all for that. National Radio Day has been celebrated in the United States and other places around the globe since the early 1990s. I imagine in the early 1990s, probably about 99% of the people in the United States had a radio, at least one radio. I'm not sure that's the case anymore, uh, but you can certainly, you don't need an actual physical radio to listen to stations such as Tri-States Public Radio. You can listen online. You can use a smart speaker, but I still think uh, the general idea of celebrating uh, just the idea of radio, the use of audio to share stories and information and music, I think that's still relevant, don't you, Will? Absolutely, Rich, and that because uh, you and I and the three of us enjoy this station and you know, not only do we participate on it and we're on the airwaves uh, and we record on it, but we also, I enjoy all the programming on Tri-States Public Radio and other radio stations too, for that matter. But I think it's important that we still recognize uh, radio as a medium. I think it's still a, a valid medium, even though technology has uh, greatly augmented it, just as it has the industry that I worked in for several years, newspapers. And uh, But at the same time, I think there is still a demand for audio information, audio performance, audio entertainment. Podcasts are certainly very popular. I know they're popular among our students. I just had a mm-hmm. student talk about one today. So, uh, you know, uh, yes, it's important to recognize radio and whatever means you're going to get it, if you're getting it from your smartphone, your laptop, uh, you know, you're talking about radio, uh, radios, just individual radios. I still have a couple bouncing around in my home, but no, I, I don't think you can find them anymore. Or you can't even find them in new cars anymore as far as I'm concerned or as far as I know. But uh, it's still an important, uh, valid medium as people are multitasking, on the go, usually plugged in with earbuds or headphones of some kind. And uh, it, it's still a way and a means to reach people, inspire, entertain uh, no, I'm, I, I don't want to. I don't want to live in a world without radio, Rich. I don't know about you. Well, you mentioned. Well, I don't because I work in radio, True. so I definitely <laughs> has to stick around for at least a few more years before I yep. retire. <laughs> you mentioned uh, the the issue with radios and cars. I believe there's a battle over that right now yes. with some of these automakers um, who don't want to have put radios, traditional radios, in their cars anymore. But radio serves a purpose. Uh, during, for example, severe weather, uh, your power may go out, your, uh, your, uh, you may lose your internet service, but if you can still tune into a radio and get information on what's going on, I think it still serves that purpose in addition to some of these other ways that uh, you can get radio. And, and Will, you mentioned podcasts. Uh, have you mentioned the word radio and do you get blank stares or do students today still understand what a radio is. I think it. I think it's still relevant. I think, mm-hmm. and, and I've said it because I also advise our student radio station. I call it that. Our student radio station, eighty-eight point three FM, WIUS, no more affectionately known as the Dog. And so, yes, it, it's. But I don't think when people hear. I think when students hear radio, this generation hears the word radio, they think of hearing audio on a speaker. I don't think they think of the 
device with an aerial antenna and a handle on it, right? With dials. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I think I think maybe that has become obsolete. Yeah, I mean, I teach audio production, so actually next week we're doing a class on the history of radio um, because I think you know, for me, and, and I think anybody that works in media should respect the history of kind of every medium we use today except for really newspaper is because of the transition of radio. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but yeah, I agree. As far as the students, when I say we're going to talk about radio, um, I think they usually probably think of, seem to think of what they see in their car. Um, And they don't fully, I think they know radio stations exist, but they more look at radio stations as what's on the XM or they don't they don't fully have that the localized understanding of localized stations. Um, Although you mentioned cars, and because they're students, they might be driving older cars that actually have a, so, a, yeah, a some regular them, radio. Yeah, definitely some of them might, and you know, and and for me, you know, talking about that importance, it's not just the history of understanding this where we're at. Radio still serves um, a purpose for me, whether it's podcasting or traditional radio. I travel a lot. When I'm in my car, I don't like plugging in my phone and listening to the same music I listen to when I work out, you know. So I've either got a podcast on XM, sometimes I'll go to a local station. It gets kind of hard when you're traveling cross country. So I think even some of the students, we did talk a little bit about that in class this morning of, you know, what is your familiarity with radio? And yeah, from a traditional sense, they don't fully, I don't think, fully grasp it. To But they do recognize the piece that's in your car as a radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, because I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty young, but not that young. <laughs> um, I don't even know if I have a traditional radio anymore. I used to have, have them, but, um, you know, my phone's pretty much my radio now, so... Yeah, I I have a clock radio still that I use as a backup alarm, and so, um, of course, again, I've been working in radio for many years, and I've listened to radio for many years, so I have a different feel about it. It is interesting with the phone when you're traveling, if you wanted to listen, for example, to Tri-State's public radio while you're traveling somewhere else in the state or in another state, you could listen to us Mm -hmm. in your car, whereas... Uh, traditional radio, you would lose our signal after a while. So there's something to be said for the new technology. Well, let me just say this, and I think I shared this uh, in an earlier broadcast uh, uh, on this program just recently, maybe a couple months or a few weeks ago. But when the derecho came through, as I live in Iowa, I live across the river, and that came through and just tore up so many trees and power lines, and it, and it brought down uh, power here in this community here in western Illinois as well, and it, it, lots of destruction in southeast Iowa. And uh, it was June or July, I forget which, during the summer. It was uh, the end of June. End of June. And uh, so no power, uh, hot day, and uh, couldn't turn on, you know, everything obviously powered by uh, electricity. I couldn't turn on the television and so forth, but I found... The radio, my battery-operated radio, just, you know, on a shelf in the basement, and uh, tuned in to TSPR, Tri-States Public Radio, was all I could get. And uh, I was able to listen and to find out weather reports and listen to the severe weather watch and warning and things that were going on, and that's how I kind of rode that out for the maybe two or three hours we were without power, and I think we were without water service for a while, too. So uh, it was... uh, 
but it was, it was radio station and using an old radio that you probably can't go and buy anymore. It was battery operated, but Tri-State's Public Radio was still on the air, and uh, that's how I was able to, to, to see it through. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've done similar. I storm chase sometimes as a photographer, and a lot of times back home, my local st- I would pull my local station up online because it was hard to sometimes find it on the radio. Uh, but I'd pull it up online just so I could know what the weather was like as I'm out in the middle of the country, you know, storm chasing. Um, so, I, yeah, I use the radio, local radio a lot. And I don't think until you get in those situations you realize how important even the local radio stations are um, to you as an individual. Now we may have to do a program on storm chasing sometime. That sounds pretty interesting. I'm not going to do it in Illinois. There's too many trees. Kansas is pretty easy. <laughs> I will tell you the day of the derecho, we lost power. We were without power for more than a day at the radio station, but we had a generator running to keep the on-air equipment going, and that's mm-hmm. how, how we managed to stay on the air uh, during that situation. Uh, we couldn't do any other type of work down here. We were in the dark, and we didn't have computers. And, again, that's an example. You know, we rely on on computers and our phones uh for so many things, and if you lose power, you know, eventually the battery runs down, or you might lose your internet service. I believe that may have been the case here, too. I don't recall now, but we certainly didn't have power other than a generator running the on-air equipment, and that's how we managed to keep stuff going. And people managed to stay informed by having a a battery-operated old implement that probably doesn't sell in stores anymore, or they had an old enough car where they turn on the radio there, too, to to find out. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. With that, we're going to wrap up our discussion for this week. Our listeners can join us again next week for more of Shop Talk.